Welcome to Faith and Farmers, the Lakeshore Community Podcast, where we will learn the history of this beautiful area and hear the stories from the people who live here, love here, and serve here. I'm your host and friend, Seth Mulder. Let's go to work. I want to come back to the community. You talked about a the people. It's the people in Lakeshore. Mm-hmm. There's something special about being here. We've had the opportunity to leave, but we haven't. We just couldn't. Of course, it'd break your record then. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you could. You said you could. You could have ten, twenty, thirty, hundred, two hundred people here if you really needed help. You have an experience that that comes to mind, or some some times where you've. You have felt loved and cared for in this community, or you've seen somebody receive that love. Yeah, um, there was one day um, we were out in the mink, and we were we were working, and uh, it, we were in a little bit of a crunch. We were at, uh, there's certain times of the year in that business that it's it's more stressful than others, and we were in a pinch one day, and I was really frustrated. I was. Uh, and we were moving mink and uh, um, getting ready. I believe we were, we were getting ready to breed mink. Okay, a lot of people's not going to understand that, but we were. We were. It was time, and so uh, and that we only have a small window for them to do that in. And we were in a pinch, and I was literally. Um, I believe it was young men's that night, and I knew I was, had to go somewhere. I I knew I had obligations I needed to be to. And I was getting pretty frustrated. And I thought, how am I gonna, and, and we had people out helping us and, and uh, um, my kids, my family was all out there helping. We're all trying to get it all done. Long story short, I look up to the very end of my mink sheds, clear to the very bottom of, or the front of them. And there was two missionaries walking down the aisle. And they just came walking on in, right, right in the sheds. And uh, he actually went on to, um, I'm trying to remember, I don't remember his name. I can see him, he was a football player for, or for snow. He went and played football for snow. But he came down and he said, Brother Reynolds Bacher, you what can we do for you today? I said, get some gloves. I said, go put some coveralls on and grab some gloves. I need you. And they said, <laughs> they moved me with us. They actually did. They thought it was awesome. Now, typically, and we're, now we're careful when we do that with the missionaries. I want to be very clear there. They were safe and everything was good. But, um, but um, that was one in, I know that that wasn't people from our community. But it was me calling on my Heavenly Father to truly, I, I needed some help. And there was some thoughts and feelings that kind of went through me beforehand of, um, hey, I'm, I'm going to help your kids, Heavenly Father. Um, here I am trying, you know, I'm doing all I can, I'm doing all I can to keep, keep alive here. To, and there was the missionaries. And that just doesn't happen all the time. You can't tell me that is not a coincidence. Nobody could ever convince me that I wasn't a coincidence. And uh, so that was one. I very much appreciated that. Um, just the other day, or not the other day, it was just, um, we had a family in our ward who happened to have, um, 
of accidental fire. And I remember being there to um, help with that and looking around of the amount of people that were there was unbelievable. I think everybody, I think everybody in our ward was there helping with that. And uh, um, I won't name the names of who it was, but um, it's just a community of workers. There's people down here that they, if there is a problem, they will be there. So and that was just within the last maybe year, maybe it was, I don't remember when that was, but maybe within a year or two. And uh, so that was cool. You talking about that just reminds me, Henry B. Eyring told a story when he was young, serving in the church and happened to be with the district president. They're probably back out, you know, back east. And, and the district president said something like, hey, Hal, when you meet with somebody, I think you know where I'm going with this, right? When you meet with somebody, just think to yourself that they've got some major problem going on in their life right Everybody's now. Got That's right. And uh, if you do that, more than half the time, you'll be right. That's right. Are those things happening here right now in our community? People having fires? Everybody's dealing with something. Everybody, um, to one degree, to another, I've learned <laughs> that... Uh, and something that I've learned as a bishop is um, when I was called as a bishop, I quickly learned this. Um, going back to some of the thoughts and things that go in your head, um, you realize you're not alone. And, and going back to being inadequate, you know, when I was called as a bishop, I was very inadequate. I, I felt there's so many different people that could do this in our ward. I mean, I'm, who am I, once again, who am I? Um, I've got problems. We all have problems. And I started, some of those problems, I started thinking, how can I do this as a bishop? Um, but I learned, I learned quickly that I've learned more about the atonement in my personal life and other people's life than I ever have. And the atonement is real. And if you really start, if, I mean, we talk about it all the time, you hear it all the time. But I don't think people truly understand what the atonement really is and how it works. I don't, I, I, and I've had the opportunity as a bishop to, to help guide that. And that's been an unbelievable experience, one that I will cherish already for the rest of my life. Um, so when I mentioned earlier that I get to see that, um, I'm hands-on with that. And it's my job is to connect them to my job is to create an environment for them to 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 connect with the Savior and then let them let him take over. And I stand back out of the way and watch that work. And it's and it works. And it's it's very humbling. And then we get to come to church every week. If if people truly understood the atonement and how it worked. There would be a line all the way out the door of the church to get to receive the sacrament. We would, a sacrament meeting would have to go for three hours to get everybody to, if they truly understood what is taking place there. 
because we never know what's going to happen tomorrow. We never know what's going to happen the next week. And we get to have that renewal every single week. And it's powerful. If it's done right, it's powerful. And so, it's awesome. I mean, it's what it's all about. I mean, that's our Heavenly Father knew that we were going to mess up while we're down here. It was part of the plan. That was the purpose of the Savior. So we can have a way back. Yeah, I don't think I'm ever going to look at our Lakeshore building quite the same. <laughs> there is a vision for you. Just a big, long line. Go streaming out of that church. Because we all want to be in there to, uh, you know, to receive what you just talked about. That's a good one for your grandkids. <laughs> Honestly, said kids, grandkids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've done a lot with the youth in this community. Kind of talked about that. What are some of the experiences or, I don't know, places that you went or a favorite trip or activity? I mean, I'm sure there are many. You've been, you know, all over, all over with, with the youth. But yeah. what, what's, what jumps out at you? There was one, one in particular, and there are many. There's many places. I don't even know how many places, but one in particular was so fun. Uh, we went to Flaming Gorge. And this was, this was maybe six, seven years ago something like that. I, I don't remember, but it was, we went down there and Randy Gordon, I was a young men's president at the time, and Randy Gordon was my first counselor. And, uh, and uh, we went down there with Blake Huff. Blake Huff went with us too. There's a name for you. And uh, there's a name for another podcast, by the way. Um, we went down to Flaming Gorge. We went into the temple, Vernal Temple, which is a very, very small temple. And we took the youth there and it was the coolest. I don't know if I've, Actually, I, I, now that I think about it, I have seen a temple that small. Um, but Vernal, the Vernal Temple was very, very small. The kids all went. We had times. They went in there and um, different times. We went, it was a, this was a stake activity. And uh, did baptisms for the dead. Then we went to Flaming Gorge. We happened to see the. It was really cool. We were sitting there in there. I guess I can say this. It's over with. So I guess we were, we were cliff jumping. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to share. This, this is Hopefully, the past, there's going to be but... some moms that aren't going to come up unleashed <laughs> on me here. But we were cliff jumping, and and uh, I was I was sitting there with Randy Gordon, and uh, Randy was fully clothed. I mean, he had I was watch, wallet, everything. I mean, he had everything. Else. And by the way, I have a video of this too. Um, and all of a sudden, Randy came up to me, and I don't know how far we were up there a ways. I mean, this was not a we were up there a ways, and Randy came up to me and he says, "Look out!" And he jumped in, Joe went right in there, feet first, with all his clothes and everything. And Conlon Gatmeyer, there's another name for you, Conlon, and was a this swimmer. I mean, this this kid was, in fact, he was on the swim team here, and he was ripped. I mean, he had a sick. I mean, he just six pack. He was built. And I said, Colin, you better jump in there. Because Randy, when Randy jumped in there, it was colder than he thought. Flaming Gorge is cold. And it was farther than Randy thought. You could ask Randy about this. And uh, he was, he kind of scared me a little bit. But he, uh, he jumped in there. It was cool to see that. Um, we had one young man that fell asleep on a rock that uh, 
he got so sunburnt, he was bright red, bright red. And uh, I remember that. And um, that was Wyatt Jensen, I guess I can say who that is. But that was really, it was a, that was a really fun, um, fun trip. Um, I, I'll share another experience with a young man. Um, this is kind of a personal thing, but um, there was one young man in particular. I will not, I won't share his name. Um, he was struggling big time, and I knew it. Other leaders knew it. His mom, dad knew it. Everybody knew it. And I decided to. And he would come. He would come to church every once in a while. He'd come to a priesthood, or he every once in a while. I just decided one day to have a fast for for him, and it involved just the priest quorum. I wasn't going to do a, an award thing. I was just going to do a priest, just the priest quorum. And uh, so I said, I got all the boys together. I sent either a text out or something, whatever it was. And, and I said, I'd like everybody, we don't need to talk about this. But if everybody would just fast on this particular day for a certain person in our priest quorum class. And... I'm going to try to get through this. And this young man was on my mind a lot, and we went ahead with a fast. We got down to, and as I'm sitting here today talking to you, that it was either Wednesday or Thursday. It was the same week, but I don't know if it was Wednesday or Thursday. It was somewhere in the middle of the week. I come out of the end of my mink sheds. I just, I was, I was feeding mink, and I came out of the very end of it, and he was sitting there on a box on one of the mink boxes turned upside down. I said, buddy, what are you doing, man? And he said, I need to talk to you. He said, I don't know what I'm doing here, but I just, I need, I need to talk to you. I said, I know exactly what you're doing here. Anyways, long story short, that was a very, I took that back to the priest quorum. I says, fasting works. What an example. This, this was not a, you guys understand, there's certain things that happen this was not a coincidence. This, this, this happened. We were praying for him. We came together. This, this, was, this was a real thing. Um, he didn't just show up to my house for... Uh, he, he, he was there. And that was a really tender moment for me um, to build my testimony. And I was so excited to share that with the kids as well. And so, anyways, that was a cool thing that happened as well. With some of the youth, I could actually go on. We could have a whole other yeah, we podcast. Big, we could talk for a long we could. time. We could. You know, I know you're a little reticent to talk about your talents, um, but as you're as you were talking, because I've seen this in action. I've been, you know, I've been the beneficiary of this. You have a talent for caring about people and for being able to connect with people. Because you, you talk about just, you know, I'm just Jason, the normal guy, but you are, but you've got a talent. You're a, you are a sharp sword, you know, and uh, that's why he was there. Because he knew he needed, he needed somebody he could talk to, Jason, and that's at least my perspective. Appreciate that. Yeah. How are you feeling about this? I just want, I just need to take a breath. Whew. How are you feeling about this, Brady? Brady Shepard's in here. He hasn't said a word. 
this may or may not be edited, but. No, I just think that um, just this just this last forty minutes has really captured the vision that I've tried to see through this whole process of this podcast. Um, I think I feel like I've got a better understanding of where it's going and how it's going to affect people's lives. Um, it's really cool. I, I mean, it, it, we're in a room here, spirit-filled room, um, talking about cool experiences that, that have affected people's lives in this room and people's lives in this community. And it's, it's, it's bittersweet. It's, it's really cool. That fire in that stove, it's like the spirit. Right? <laughs> you, you know it's good when Brady tears up. I think there's been a lot of tears here. <clears throat> a couple, couple of other things, Jason. Hard times. What are some of the trials that uh, have shaped who you are? Um, one, one in particular was, uh, and I struggled with this for a long time, was when my dad passed away. He was young, and, and he was 62 years old. Happens to be almost 20, well, 19, it was 19 years ago. Um, so basically almost 20 years ago. And I was young as well. And uh, that was a really tough time for me. I didn't realize that was, uh, yes, I had my a grandpa die, had a grandma die. Um, but that was the first time I really truly had somebody that close to me pass away. And that was a tough time. Um, took me a while to talk about it. I remember teaching, I, at the time I was in the Sunday school or I was, I was teaching something. I couldn't, and, and when topics used to come up about resurrection or, 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 or the veil or anything like that, I steered away from it. I, I actually, there was a time that I, I didn't want to talk about it. I couldn't talk about it. And I mean, here, I think that I can talk about just about anything. I'm an open book, but I didn't want, I stayed clear of that because it was such a sensitive, and I don't, looking back on it, I didn't realize how much I did struggle with that um, <clears throat> until, until, um, until I caught the vision. And that, it helped me catch the vision. Um, I heard once that there's a certain part in the temple um, after the endowment that you don't go through the same time. I don't go through the same time you do. I don't go through the same time my wife does. We go through at different times. And then we meet. In this, I think that's symbolic there. In fact, I know it is. And if you just catch the vision of Heavenly Father's plan is going forward exactly how it's supposed to be. It's not, once again, we, we're the ones that participated in this plan. And when I figured that out, I, there was, now I, I miss my dad. There's certain times that I wish I could call him. Um, he was phenomenal. He was my, one of my heroes. Um, 
he actually served as a bishop as well. Um, I was actually ordained and set apart as a bishop on the day that he passed away, 19 years to the day, September 26th. And I don't know if that's coincidence or not, but to me it was very, very tender. Um, and not that, it, not that it's a, a proud thing by any means. Not, that's, it's not, not what I'm saying. It, it was, a, it was a, something that I, I can see my dad, what my dad was going through as a bishop. I, 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 I was, he was raising me when he was a bishop, and I got to see him in action and what he did. And I, now I get to fully understand a lot of the and it's, trials and different things, challenges that you have as a bishop. And uh, so that was a very trying time, but it's also a bittersweet for me because I know, I know without a doubt that there is life after death, that there is a separation of the spirit and the body. It, it only makes sense to me. And that is a big time piece to me. And even though I went on a mission and I preached it and I was raised in the church, all this stuff. It was until I really figured that out truly for me is when I became more at peace with myself. Um, so that, that was, but that was some trying years there for a little while. I, I struggled with it. Um, so that was one I can think of. Um, I think that's, uh, that's really tender because I think some, some of us, maybe all of us, there are areas maybe of this, of the big plan, right? You talk about God's plan being, it's moving forward just like it should, don't worry, but there are areas that we don't necessarily understand or I don't want to say agree with, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's hard. Or are comfortable, at least we're not comfortable with it, but you, you move on? Move on. You see it through how Heavenly Father, it, it, and it's hard to get those lenses. It's hard to see it sometimes that way. But you really, truly need to look at life as, and people. That's another thing. My, 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 my opinion and my vision has changed the people. Uh, I see people, of, I, I really, truly do. I see somebody who is clearly struggling in life, and I, I see them at what they can be. And I believe that that's what the Heavenly Father sees in us. I mean, I'm sure he looks down here and shakes his head multiple times. But he knows our potential. We, he knows we were good. We chose, the, we chose this plan. We knew that we were good. Uh, we just got to find ourselves. We got to find our spirits. Because our spirits are old. And we got to find it. I was just going to be silent so we could hear the fire crackling. <laughs> <clears throat> Maybe the last thing. That I'm going to ask and whatever you want to say after that as well. What, what do you want to tell your posterity? Your kids? 20 years from now, your grandkids, 
your great grandkids? What, what do you want them to know about you or what do you want them to know? The very first thing that pops in my, my mind is to know your identity. Know that you are literally a son or daughter of God. Um, the world is going to try to tweak that. The world is going to try to tell you that to lose yourself. You are literally a son, and that's all that needs to be said. Um, you are literally a son and daughter of our Heavenly Father. Um, know your worth. Don't let your mistakes define you. If you make a mistake, don't worry about it. Clean it off. Move forward. Um, you're going to make mistakes. And it's going to be hard. And it's going to be way hard. But don't let that define you. There's a way back. He knew that we were going to stumble. And, and keep focused on the plan. Keep focused on what you're supposed to be doing. Don't be distracted. My grandpa used to always put blinders on. I, I use this analogy all the time. I've used it in hundreds of talks around our state for the last while. But he, it's true. He put blinders on, on, our, on his horses because he didn't want distractions, cars or whatever. He used to have horse and buggy. And he used to be in parades and whatnot. And, and I was that kid that always used to ride on in the buggies with their grandpa. And uh, all those horses had blinders. And... Uh, there's a reason for it. Um, don't get distracted. Um, you know, don't uh, choose your friends wisely. Um, you're only going to be as good as the people you're around. Um, you know, I, I, I was talking to a young man just the other day. This was, this was just literally a couple weeks ago. And uh, I made the comment that if you want to be good at football... You can't go hang out with the baseball guys. You can't go hang out with the hockey guys. You can't go hang out with the rodeo kids. They're not going to know anything about football. You gotta, where are you going to go for the source of learning football? You're going to go to the coaches. You're going to you're gonna stick around the team because the team has one goal in mind. Well, if you're trying to get somewhere, if you're trying to go on a mission, if you're trying to, if you're trying to, if you're trying to do what's right, you've got to be around that team. Who's that team? Who is it? Is it? Other people that are somewhere else, or is it your young men's group, or your young, or your young women's group, or the leaders there, or you've got to surround yourself with winners. Surround yourself with people that have the same goals in mind. Um, there is, obviously, you can be an example. I totally believe in life you can be an example and, and be, a, be a light for others, for sure. But don't let it nick yet. Don't let it chip away at you. Every once in a while, you've got to refuel your, yourself too, and you've got to be around those that are, that are good and have that same motive in mind. Um, that's why I always, I always enjoyed going. To, I, I did my fair share of probably sloughing seminary, um, but I did graduate. I want my kids to know <laughs> Confessions this. Confessions of J Bishop Jason Rindlish. I, 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 but I do want my kids to know this. I did graduate from seminary, <laughs> okay? But I... I, looking back on seminary, I absolutely, it was, a, it was a time that you could get away from the world. I mean, you can say school or the world. You get away from it for a minute and you truly, you felt good again. And, it, and it, looking back, I, I, I took it for granted a little bit. 
um, I really, I, I really took it for granted. Seems like um, I didn't understand what I was doing, but it was, a, it was a good getaway time for me. And uh, so, be around those that have the same goals in mind. Wow, it's been, uh, it's been awesome. This has been. This has been fun. <laughs> it has been fun. It's been it's been easier than you thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. It's more spiritual than what I thought it was going to be, <laughs> for sure. Um, but this is I appreciate you doing this. I mean, I I didn't appreciate this at first. In fact, I didn't appreciate this maybe twenty or however long we've been. But now I I've got the vision of uh, you know my grandkids are going to be listening to this. And my family's going to be listening to this. I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I might be gone tomorrow or next week or the month, next month. I don't know where I'm going to be, but my kids are going to hear this. And uh, um, I know where I stand. I know where I stand in life. And that's, I think that's the most important. Um, I, I can honestly tell you, Seth, that I come from a very good family. Um, my wife comes from a very good family. My grandpa and grandma were very good people. Um, I had great examples throughout my life. Um, I look up to so many of them. Uh, I've got, I've got some really good brothers that are faithful. Um, a sister that's very faithful. I, I, I've got very good. And then going back to this in this community, I could name a handful of people that that knew when to reach out to me. Um, that's got me where I'm at today. Um, and I appreciate that. They know who they are. And, uh, and they, are, they do live in this community. Good friends still. And uh, um, I had one, uh, one home teacher here one time, back, when, back in the old days when they called it home teaching. Um, I was going through kind of a hard time. And I had, a, I had a home teacher that reached out to me, of all people. And uh, it got me going. And I needed that at that time. Not that I was doing anything wrong, but I, just, I needed a boost. I needed, I just, I was treading water. I just wasn't going anywhere. And uh, it took a, a simple knock at the door and him coming in and saying, I need you. And uh, I appreciate that. And, and there's been others. There's been other stories like that. Um, there's been some bishops that have influenced me. Um, there's been some really good bishops in this ward um, that's, that's gone well beyond um, their callings. And I know they do it because they, they, they loved it, and they love the people. And it's got me, it's helped me. Give me where I'm at. So I appreciate that. Well, we'll keep the tractor rolling. Let's go do some good. That's right. Thank you. Thank you, Bishop. Bishop Jason Rindlischbacher. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for doing this. This is the Lakeshore Second Ward Community Podcast. Wow. What a great episode. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out the next installment of Faith and Farmers, the Lakeshore Community Podcast. I'm your host and friend, Seth Mulder. Until next time, keep up the good work. <laughs>